Are you a woman in the middle? You're in the right place. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and you are listening to the Women in the Middle podcast, episode number five. Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode, which is all about feeling like you're in a midlife funk and why I think it's the best news ever. If you're feeling funky right now, please don't roll your eyeballs back into your head at this suggestion that your misery is actually a good thing. Please stay with me. I've been in a funk myself, and I've also coached dozens of women in the middle who have also been all funked up. And honestly, I really do believe that being in a midlife funk can be a really good thing. The reason why is because I think a midlife funk is your personal wake-up call for self-care. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, let's take a closer look at this whole feeling funky thing in a bit more detail. When I say midlife funk, what I'm getting at is a common midlife phase of feeling like you're off, like you're not yourself. It usually happens somewhere between 40-ish and 60-ish, and a lot of times it's really not about an age, it's more about a phase or a stage. Now, some people it's an age, but in general, based on my research and based on the people I've been talking to for the last few years, it's really somewhere between 40-ish and 50-ish. Now, in the old days, we used to talk about feeling off like it was a midlife crisis. And I found one definition in the British dictionary that I liked. A crisis that may be experienced in middle age involving frustration, panic, and feelings of pointlessness, sometimes resulting in radical and often ill-advised changes of lifestyle. I love that definition. And the image that always pops into my mind when I think about a midlife crisis is a balding 50-year-old man driving this snazzy red sports car or having an affair on his wife of 25 years. So I don't know, like a woman doesn't pop into my mind, but when I think of midlife crisis, I think of a man and that's my image. <laughs> so when I talk about midlife funk, that's not what I'm talking about. I wouldn't call a midlife funk a crisis, but I would call it not being yourself, and being keenly aware of it. So when I use the term midlife funk, I'm talking about the feeling that's before any big change, because the feelings that I'm talking about usually prevent a big change. My clients describe it like this. I've been keeping careful notes, and it's pretty common the way they describe it. So it's things like this, feeling unsure of what to do having a hard time making a decision, not having clarity, feeling stuck like you can't figure things out, feeling like you're searching, looking for answers that you just can't find, feeling confused, feeling overwhelmed, feeling stagnant, feeling like you're wasting time, feeling bored, having a sense that there's more out there for you, 
Sensing that you're ready for some kind of change, but not knowing exactly what it is or how to make it happen. And I have to admit, it took me some time to figure out how to talk about this combination of thoughts and feelings in a way that really made sense and was relatable. Using the words midlife funk seemed to do the trick. When I talk about midlife funk, people totally seem to get it. So like a midlife crisis, a midlife funk can also be found in the dictionary. Merriam-Webster defines being in a funk as being frightened and shrinking back from undertaking action. I think that resonates. What do you think? Becoming frightened and shrinking back from undertaking action. That's what I'm talking about. So most women in a midlife funk are pretty sure that it's not a midlife crisis. In their minds, a crisis seems like it would be bigger, maybe more debilitating, maybe more stressful with way more emotional turmoil, maybe even depression. And that is not what is going on with a midlife funk. A midlife funk seems to feel more like being temporarily stuck. So while it's probably not crisis worthy, it shouldn't be ignored. Something's going on with you if you're in a funk and it's different and it's negative. So what's really important to notice is that you're frustrated and sick of feeling like this. Like I said, you are ready for change. If you're feeling funky, you're ready for change. If you only knew what to do, that's the catch. This funk is dragging you down. And when it happened to me, I had no clue what was going on. I was 45 or 46-ish, and it started, I was like bored at work. And there was a lot of reorganization going on at the time where I worked, and I was trying to stay positive and open-minded about it. You know, my the direction of my department, it was new, and my job description was changing. And I remember really trying to be positive, like really trying to stay open. But even with my effort, <laughs> I couldn't ignore the thought that I had a sense that I'd probably been at my job too long, and it wasn't doing it for me anymore. Don't get me wrong, everything about my job looked great on paper, and I continued to have some cool projects. But I had this been there, done that feeling more and more. Like I just really, I couldn't shake it as much as I tried. I found myself whining about my career to my friends. <laughs> I feel kind of bad about it, but it came up a lot. And friend after friend kept suggesting to me that I go back to school, maybe take another look at my education and see what else I could do with it. I would say things like, Ugh, I just don't know what I want, and I'm afraid to leave my job. I mean, I've got five weeks vacation, and I have this really great benefits package. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, honestly, it just went on for a long time. What I know now that I didn't know then was the power of my thinking, and that it was my thinking that was keeping me stuck in my midlife funk. I didn't realize that I didn't understand that my thoughts were optional. I didn't realize that I misunderstood what was really going on. When I would say things like this to my friends, that I didn't know what I wanted, I thought I was just sharing the news, that this was the situation and that I was stuck with it. I had absolutely no awareness or understanding that my thoughts were actually creating my results of feeling stuck and confused. Let me explain. When I thought the thought, I don't know what I want, I also felt a feeling. This 
seemingly innocent thought was actually creating feelings, and they weren't the kind of feelings that I would choose on purpose to get myself out of feeling confused. That's the irony. I felt hopeless. I felt lost. I felt overwhelmed. I felt fearful of making a mistake. And when you feel hopeless, lost, overwhelmed, and afraid, you're not your best motivated self feeling empowered to conquer the next exciting chapter in your life. (laughs) And that's what happened to me. So the result that I created for myself was no change, no clarity, no movement. This totally proved my thought that I didn't know what to do. So the more I thought I didn't know what to do, the more I created the result that I didn't know what to do. And that's what happens. It's like it's classic example of your results proving your thoughts. You may remember that back in episode two of the podcast, I explained exactly how the thought model works. So we have circumstances in the world, things that happen. Then we have thoughts about them. Our thoughts create our emotions or our feelings. And then we behave based on our feelings. We're either resisting or reacting or acting based on how we feel. Whatever we do creates our personal results. So the example that I just talked about is such a great way to see how a seemingly innocent thought like, I just don't know what I want, can create havoc. Seriously. And this thought cycle for me went on for five years. Five years of me feeling stuck, five years of me being afraid, five years of me investing in worry, (laughs) five years of me thinking about options in a very tepid way, five years of me complaining about not knowing what to do, and five years of my life pretty much wasted feeling like this, feeling like, as I always say, I was just like, all funked up. (laughs) This type of thinking puts you in a place of feeling weak rather than feeling strong. And when I think about that phase, that's the image I have of myself. I found myself hoping that I would just wake up one morning and have clear insight into what to do with my life next. Like I was hoping to be hit by a bolt of lightning-filled insight. (laughs) That would be great. Or better yet, for my mommy to just tell me what to do. Like I remember thinking, I just wish somebody would tell me what to do. It was very frustrating and painful. And honestly, I can't believe it went on for as long as it did. Of course, this was all before I hired my first life coach and well before I trained as a life coach. So I was stuck with no tools. I see this exact same scenario with my clients too. So many are unhappy and unfulfilled, like they just feel that their careers aren't doing it for them anymore, but they're stuck and confused about what else to do. In my case, out of the blue, I got laid off. The power and responsibility of actually making that big decision was taken away from me. All of a sudden, my hand was forced, and as stunned as I was, I was secretly relieved. No more excuses about my juicy benefits package. No more excuses about my five weeks vacation. And no more excuses about my job preventing me from living this new exciting life that I was afraid to think about. And for my friends, it was a good thing. No more whining about how confused I was (laughs) about whether or not I should leave this job. I was free to dream 
my layoff was a gift that I wasn't able to give myself. And that got me thinking. So my question to you is, what if a midlife funk was the best news ever instead of being a big, giant bowl of overwhelm, fear, and confusion? What if being in a midlife funk was a good thing instead of a bad thing? What if feeling all funky is just your personal wake-up call for self-care? Seriously, think about that. Shifting this concept like this changes everything. There are lots of times in your life, I'm sure you can remember, where something bad ended up turning into something good. Getting laid off in 2013 is a great example of that for me, and I think about it all the time. I also see this with clients who are super bummed about their empty nest. And then because they have more time and money to focus on themselves, they open the door to something new that changes their life. Sometimes it's a surprising thing, but it's hard to deny. Midlife transition can be one of those times in your life when things can look bad, but they're actually good. Very, very good. And I think awareness of a midlife funk is like that. The awareness itself of the funk is a good thing. So I'm reminded of this William Shakespeare quote that I really like. The golden age is before us, not behind us. What if you actually believed this? Just think about that for a minute. What if the unknown, uncharted road in front of you was your golden age? What if there was no stigma about turning 50? What if you were supposed to change or tweak your career even when you had a stable job? What if you looked forward to change rather than feared it? Once you're on to yourself, you can take the time to notice what you're thinking. Even now that you're thinking about all of this that I just mentioned, even for just a few uninterrupted minutes, I'm sure you'll notice that you have some thoughts that are not in line with this suggestion. We're so conditioned to think that aging and confusion about what you want diminishes you somehow. Somehow it's bad that it can make matters worse. Now, I know confusion is often a negative thing associated with aging, but that's not what I mean. And don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting even for a second that ageism doesn't exist. But what I am suggesting is that your own beliefs about your age and your ability and your opportunity is 100% up to you, not the media, not your own corporate culture, not your kids. What you think about being a woman in the middle is all in your mind. It's all what you make it mean. And my friends, it would be a whole different ballgame if being up to your ears in a midlife funk was believed to be a good thing. I guess the extreme for this idea would be like if there were a coming to age sort of a celebration for those of us in a funk. So can you imagine this? If funked up and fabulous at 50 parties were cropping up all over the place. So frustration and confusion would be expected the same way that we expect a young mother or a young soon to be mother not to know much about changing diapers at her baby shower or the way that we expect a 13-year-old boy's voice to crack at his bar mitzvah. It would just be expected as normal. When you're funked up and fabulous at 50, something would only be wrong 
when you didn't press the pause button and reconsider your priorities at this age, not when you did. So like I was saying, this concept is a little hard to get your head around because the way we think about being in a funk is bad, like something's gone terribly wrong. And usually when it happens to you and you're in the middle of a funk, you're not even sure what's going on. It takes some time to figure it out. It's not like you break out in a rash and it's like, oh, there's a rash, something's wrong. That's not what happens. At first, you're just in it and it's hard to put your finger on what's going on. But when you've been feeling like this for a few months, then you start to have more understanding about what you're feeling. And tuning into those feelings will actually help you figure out the thoughts that are creating them. And that's where you really have to start. With this mindfulness work, awareness has to come first. There's no way around it. You cannot skip awareness. So first, you have to notice your feelings. Something's off. You're not yourself. Then you can take a look at your thinking. Your thinking is creating your feelings. For example, let's take your career. If you're bored at work, you might be okay with it for a while, but when you're no longer content, you can start to dig a little bit and see what's going on in your brain. So you can ask yourself things like, why? Why am I bored? The thing is that you don't just stop at accepting the idea that you're bored. You can turn the flashlight on in your mind and see what else you can find. So you can ask yourself, why aren't I content anymore? What do I think is missing? Rather than just accepting I'm bored. The answer might surprise you and give you insight into what that might mean for your next step. It might not be the specific assignment or project that you're working on either. It might be a bigger issue, like you're not satisfied working behind the scenes anymore, or you're ready for more responsibility, or you're tired of having a manager, or you're you just can't take it anymore that it takes so long to get things done. Perhaps now that you think about it, you don't find your work meaningful anymore. And maybe you want to give back directly somehow. Who knows? Your job just doesn't fit with who you are now and what you want to be. What's important is to start by linking your thoughts to your feelings. So that's just an example about work. Let's take another one. Let's say your empty nest is looming. Your youngest child just got accepted to college and you're starting to anticipate what your life will be like next year with no kids living at home. You notice you've been sad lately, but you couldn't really figure out why. You can definitely see that you're thinking about missing your kid. But when you sit with your feelings for a bit, you can try to dig deeper and ask yourself why. What else are you thinking that's making you sad? What are you making missing your kid actually mean? What are you making not having any kids at home mean? When you dig and are open to understanding how your thoughts are creating your results, it's much easier for you to also see that there's a thought driving your sadness. You might find yourself thinking about what your relationship with your adult kids will be like and what your main identity will be going forward. And that might be what's really going on with you and your funk. You might even be stressed out that you don't have any excuses anymore for what you really want to do. Let me give you another example. Let's talk about your 50th birthday or a milestone birthday or any birthday. 
something is coming up. (laughs) You're starting to make plans that look really good on paper, but you notice that your heart is just not in it. You keep moving forward. You're trying to have fun. Your friends are asking about your plans and you're participating and you're brainstorming and you're, you know, actually saying this is happening. But the truth is that you're not yourself. You're surprised because you really want to do the thing you've planned to do. And after you take some time to ask yourself what you're making this birthday mean, you see that you're thinking that this is the age that you'll finally be old. For some reason, turning 50 or whatever age it is for you feels sad because you're focusing on regrets or what you don't have time to do anymore. This is the thought that is taking the wind out of your sails. So like we've said before, our thoughts always create our feelings, but sometimes we feel the feelings before we can see the thoughts that are causing them. Some people are really good at the thinking part and other people are really good at the feeling part. But the work that we're doing here in this podcast, this kind of mindfulness work is really to help you understand and to show you that thoughts are creating your feelings. And that, my friends, is why I think a midlife funk is the best news ever, honestly. A midlife funk is a wake-up call that you're ready to evolve. It's a little tap on your shoulder that you're ready to grow. It's a whisper. It's a hint. It's a gentle push. It's a hug. Yes, a hug. A midlife funk is your brain telling you that it's time for self-care that it's time for you to take care of you. Mindfulness is in order. Living with intention is in order. Regret-proofing your life is in order. You know deep down that something has to change. I know you do, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Your midlife funk is there to help you take the next step. Your midlife funk loves you, so love it back. Take the time to notice your feelings. Take the time to listen. Take the time to think. Take the time to love yourself right out of your funk and into the next best version of yourself. Seriously, when I'm thinking about my funk loving me, that it's there for me, I feel so much compassion for myself and my confusion. I wish I would have known that I don't know when it was, seven, eight years ago when I was up to my ears in a funk myself. And I really want you to think about that, to think about a midlife funk and your frustration and your confusion and your crossroads as you being you exactly the way you need to be you right now, right here. And it's time for you to just love yourself right out of that funk. So I came up with some steps that I want you to take to start to defunkify your midlife mood. Okay, so first, take a few minutes and actually write down how you would describe the problem you're having in your life. Okay, ask yourself why you think you're having this problem. What makes it a midlife problem? What have you done so far to try to solve the problem? Then, take a close look at those notes. <laughs> what about the problem is a circumstance and what about the problem is a thought? Remember that the circumstance is neutral. So look at your notes and pick out the factual part of the problem. The thought, on the other hand, is what you make it mean. It's the optional sentence 
that's in your mind. So when I'm looking at my notes, I like to just put a little T for a thought and a little C for circumstance or an F for fact. And I just jot it down right on it. I like to use colorful highlighters. It makes it more fun. Now take one of those thoughts and think about how it makes you feel. Remember, your thoughts are creating your funk, not what's going on in your life. Your thought is creating your feeling, not your layoff, not your project at work, not your kid going to college, not your upcoming birthday. What's happening in your life is neutral. It's what you're making it mean that is creating your feelings of being frustrated or feeling off or sad or stagnant or whatever you're feeling. Remember, the good news is that your midlife funk is helping you see all of this clarity. That's why you love your funk, and that's why your funk loves you. So now the fun begins. It's even more fun than the colored highlighters. I want you to decide how you want to feel. Think about it and take note. The trick is to now identify the thoughts that create that feeling. So first, you get to decide how you want to feel. If you wanted to feel excited about your future, take a minute and think, okay, what would I have to think to feel excited? And I'll give you a big hint. It's not what you were thinking because that is not creating any excitement. So I'm challenging you now to think of five other ways to think about your circumstance. Yes, five ways. And what this will show you is that thoughts are optional. This little exercise will give you insight into why you have chosen to think the thoughts that weren't working for you, and now changing all of that if you want to. Of course, I know that you know that it will take some practice. You can't just snap your fingers or wiggle your nose and pop into this new headspace. But I heard that you can do hard things, so I'm not worried at all. And I'm here to help you. I created an easy worksheet to help you get started. Just go to womeninthemiddlepodcast.com forward slash five to download it and you can start to get a handle on some of the thoughts creating your midlife funk. Get at it. When you commit to doing this kind of mindfulness work, you have way more awareness than you've ever had before. That awareness is the start to you having your own back. That awareness can't be taken away, but your midlife funk totally can. Thanks so much for joining me on this amazing ride. Being a woman in the middle is the best place to be. And that's it for this episode. Feel free to email me about what you discover from doing the awareness worksheet. Just send me a note at Susie, S-U-Z-Y, at womeninthemiddlepodcast.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts about what you're working on to get a handle on your midlife funk and what you think about my funked up and fabulous at 50 idea. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Women in the Middle. If you liked what you heard and want more, head over to womeninthemiddlepodcast.com slash guide to download a free actionable guide that will help you break out of your midlife funk and start living the life you want. Music